Hey everyone, so I was um, contemplating this incredible crazy journey today and I was thinking, you know, um, you know, literally it is like being taken, um, you know, you're surfing and a wave just, you know, um, takes you and you're in the undercurrent and, and um, if it's really bad, it's, you get, you know, you get pinned down literally um, out of the, the universe and I was thinking about my own journey and, and how many sort of doors I knocked on to try and find, you know, who I was. I was so completely owned by this trauma, I couldn't see it. And, I mean, you know, if you want to heal, um, you have to do the ayahuasca. I mean, that's, that was, you know, I eventually got to the ayahuasca through meditation after 13 and a half years. And, um, and certainly that the ayahuasca is, you know, the, is the connection to this incredible mystery, the universe, divinity, love. It's everything that we all yearn to be um, connected to. And I just thought about, like, one of the big things is that somehow you don't have a channel to God or whatever you want to call it or to nature or to the universe. And this is one of the major misconceptions. And I thought this is one of the places where our power has truly been taken and which they understood um, in these communities many millions of years ago that we all have the ability to have a connection to this divine spirit and and in that connection we discover who we are and where we're stuck and what needs to be healed now if I sit in an ayahuasca ceremony or if I sit at home, I have a connection, but it's just doing its stuff to me, right? So I'm surrendering to something bigger to allow the cleansing to happen. But it's a direct connection. I, I'm not sitting with someone with a clipboard saying, you know, what about X? Or in a sacred place with somebody in a robe telling me that I'm, you know, you know, as a sort of, as a, as a, as the broker between me and God or me and the universe. And I think that's, it's really disempowering when you have to ask a third party who's bubbling, you know, babbling in some foreign language or, you know, is, is, uh, it's a human being. First of all, human beings are dangerous to start off with, like they're just apes, right? They want power. And, oh, what a great thing, I'm going to, you know, I'm, let me come to your house and tell you where you're going to be sitting when you're dead, you know, what row you're in when you arrive to this other life. And that's one of the most, I mean, everybody's taking power from everybody all the time. They're trying to, everybody's trying to convince you that, no, it's over here, it's over there, it's up here, it's down there. And this connection to divinity is a very private, personal connection. And I had no idea. I, I was busy trying to figure out from other people who I was. Like, who the fuck knows who I am, you know? Because I was so kind of ousted out of the garden, so to speak. And I had to find my way back. And it was a very circuitous, painful, you know, journey back home. And I say home is, you know, this direct connection to this divinity. And this thing that's bigger than us. It's just... And the ayahuasca, the plant, gave me access to this other dimension, this other place where I, I have sort of a direct connection 
to um, you know the magic of divinity or this other these other realms and we all have we all have the right to have that access I think um, I couldn't have healed with a another ape you know um, tried it you know it didn't happen um, or with a medication or you know I, I was given access to you know go into the past to see the truth of what happened to be energetically dismantled um did i fight it yeah of course at first it was my ego was like what is this this isn't you know i'm not in control here we all want to be in control which you know none of us really have any control much as you'd like to think um and i was thinking you know if if i were to do it all again if i were I mean, it's going to work, it's going to play out differently for every person, of course. Everybody's had a different experience. But what if we were able to have this singular connection with this healing, cleansing power um, directly? I mean, that's where it's at, right? If you can allow this bigger thing to move into you and to give up you know, all your layers and to surrender to it so that you can actually be helped in healing. And I think most of the world carries trauma of some sort or the other, whether you're born in a war zone or traumatized by parents or fucked up by whatever, right? We all have a shadow and the unacceptable is stuck in there and and it's a limitation. And um, we're busy trying to get to the moon, but half of us all fucking fucked up and that's a prison. So why are we all busy trying to get to the moon when we're, most of us are imprisoned in the things that we don't have access to? And we have pain around and we have trauma and we have blockages. And, you know, that should be the preeminent discussion about how if you could all just stop pretending we're having the, the perfect life, the best life. And actually, I'm not saying we shouldn't, for God's sake, we should. Joy should be our, you know the whole reason we live is to, you know, live this most abundant life in its all its forms. But wouldn't it be great, I was thinking, God, it would have been great if um, I could have had access to the, the knowledge that this existed. It didn't, it took quite a long time to get to the ayahuasca, but why this isn't something that we should all know about and have access to and why people have monopoly on God, you know, whether they're wearing funny outfits or they're chanting or they're, you know, sticking incense in your face and whatever. And that's all good, you know, if you're doing it for you. But, you know, why do I need to go to a fortune teller to tell me what's going to happen tomorrow or, you know, have this blind faith in... And people, because people are tricky, people are weird, people are, you know, looking for their own ends and for their own compensations. And and why should I, you know, not channel this thing directly, right? In fact, if you can do it directly and channel it directly, um, you have more power. I mean, it's not, I'm not asking Gregory over there to channel my you know, to get the phone call to this other dimension. I can hear what the medicine is saying. I can hear what's being... I, I, I'm i surrendering to what is 
um, here and going to heal me. And yes, the Shipibo Indians are the ones who administer the medicine and they're the ones that really work with the plants. But you're doing the work. In other words, you have to, you know, you wake up to your continent of shit. You wake up to all the feelings. You're the one that has to cut this down. I mean, she's going to show you, but you're going to have to do the work. Let's just not get kind of too champagne about this and too, like, you know, spa-like. This is not a spa-like situation, right? You're going to encounter your shit. Right, and it's not pretty, and it's painful and challenging, and the ayahuasca is going to present it to you, and then you're going to have to battle for your power back and and tear this thing down. Uh, the way the ayahuasca helps is she shines a light. She says, "Look, over in this corner, this is what's happening. These are the feelings that are being repressed. You know, you have to see it and accept it and acknowledge it and surrender and and." You know, people go to therapy for years and years and years and years and, uh, you know, recounting the whole, the same thing over and over. And this injury is, is, is energetic. It's not a thought. It's, you're stuck energetically. You're smothered energetically. It's like a gravitational pull. You can spend as much, as many hours as you like on, you know, on the floor in Barnes and Nobles reading self-help books, but it ain't going to get you much closer because this internal damage is an energetic damage. It's a damage, if it happened early on, that's not just, oh, you know, thinking. You're, you're barely, if you're three, four, five, it says toddler, you're not really doing a lot of thinking. You're doing a lot of responding emotionally. So this stuff, the way it's clawed into, the way it moves into you is, is energetic. And we don't really have a medicine for energy in the Western world, right? We don't really... It's seen as something woo-woo and it's like, oh, the weird woman on the corner with the crystal ball and the, you know, the funny teeth. Um, like something like coming out, you know, coming to America where that, that voodoo guy is just, you know, dreadlocks and kind of crazy look in his eye. And scientifically, we're all aware of what energy is, you know, how it works up to a certain point. Um, so... I think if there's any learning for me, and I came from complete and utter ignorance, and I was completely owned by trauma and by everything around it, I was deeply buried in its um, claws. I mean, I just, I was smothered. I mean, it was everywhere, all over me. I was like a, you know, smothered in insects. Let's just put it that way, right? Like... I disappeared. They were just all feeding off my fear and what had been done to me, etc. So there was no way out of this thing. I mean, yes, I could have gotten to a certain place and said, well, you know, something terrible happened. I don't know what it was. But to be able to actually go in like a drone, be shown the whole landscape, you know, been living in 3D holograms where the actual events happened, where you're reliving the past and you're actually there. I mean, all of this stuff is extraordinarily powerful and healing and what it gives you back it's quite simple it's not that complicated if you're in trauma you're in a foxhole right it's just you're terrified you're energetically basically pinned down by the wave and your airbag is a falsehood you know what shows up is just armor so there's no living anything i mean i was completely incarcerated by this darkness and what does it mean? It means I have no access to the to the playground. You know, I'm just stuck 
in detention, basically. That's why I've been stuck in detention for 60 years. You know, by some pissed-off, rabid piece of shit. And I built the armor to accommodate the limitations of his trauma, right? So why we don't we don't get access to the playground and or a broader experience of life or a bigger experience of love and most of it you know trauma is really kind of no love right and why why shouldn't we all like every single human being on this planet not have access to the whole candy shop you know why do i you know, need to be left in the, you know, the rhubarb section of, you know, candies when I can, I, I don't get a chance to go anywhere else. I, and not even that, I, you know, um, that's what, it's like, you don't know, you don't know, you don't know. And you can intellectualize this stuff and then all that bullshit and you can write 10 zillion books on it and oh, who gives a shit. At the end of the day, it's the experience of life. I mean, getting older, one thing you realize is that there's, I don't know how much there's left, not a lot. I mean, I don't know, perhaps, who knows? I live to, I'm 100 million zillion years old. But you have a, a rest, you know, you have a, a certain amount of energy, you have a, a certain amount of, you know, time frame, right? And all the stuff that matters to trauma is really just more incarceration. So what we're doing is building more and more armor, you know, rebuilding the sandcastle on the edge of the shore. But really, you're you're just at the edge of the shore. You never actually go into the ocean or get in a jeep and you know go around the island you're just constantly rebuilding this sandcastle and that's not life and because you can't face you know what happened or you can't face a monster or you can't face a trauma or you're drugging up or you're addicting or whatever it is you're doing you're that's not life that's you know basically detention forever um the ultimate the thing about all of this is you just have to face it. And I say that quite flippantly. It's not that easy. It's, you know, it's buried, it's dark, it's terrifying. Your child is stuck there. It's energetically, you know, like, held together like a fucking nuclear sub. And yeah, that's all, but it's not unassailable. It's not unconquerable. And that's really the message of incredible hope, is that if you go to the right allies that work in these other dimensions you can actually reach those places, you can actually go into the past, you can actually, you know, disconnect, you can actually, you know, turn off or put on the the breaker switch. And I wouldn't have thought that possible in a million years. First of all, I didn't even know what was hiding. I had no idea I had a shadow. Little did I know that when I opened the door, there was basically, you know, half a fucking, you know, the whole sub-Saharan continent was full of shit, right? Um... And that I was completely conned and tricked and used and it was all horrific. Um, Okay, so I had to trudge through all of it. I was taken through all of it and supported with enormous love as I was taken through it. But only, again, with the ayahuasca. It was a direct connection to divinity. It's not like Joe Blow over there with a funny outfit and a funny, you know, building telling me that God exists. And I didn't even know what God looks like. Is it a, you know, does it look like a a flower? Does it, it's all God, really, right? That I could have the emotional direct connection, the help and support through myself. In other words, the plant is connecting you with you. It's shining a light within you and helping you face 
whatever you need to face and you know supplying you with allies and love to be able to get through all of it I'm no hero I mean I was I've been terrified since I was born so you know there's nothing warrior like about me um I was just insistent on you know I was committed to getting my kid home basically right but I was you know the lion I was a coward complete and utter coward and um but the love for my child was bigger than my cowardice right or the desire to bring her home so this doesn't demand that you have any extra supernatural powers or all that you you know you have funny stones in your house and what I don't know whatever the hell people do to make themselves look spiritual I mean you know we go I go to work I drink Starbucks like you know I put up sheet rock whatever I do the same you know we're all the same thing we're all trying to just make a buck and get ahead and have a nice life and have some love okay that's it but if you're in trauma and you're being weighed down or if you're being smothered or you're being held back you're being basically held in detention um why should you live like that why should anyone have to you know be incarcerated in somebody else's trauma i mean this whatever happened to me was not my trauma it was you know completely vomited out of them they they hadn't cleared it up they hadn't dealt with it so boom i get it right it's a baton and i'm pulled into that energetic maelstrom and you know i'm drowned in it basically now i believe that to be life all that horror all that terror all that panic that wasn't mine right what you arrive to isn't you it's just what you arrive to and then you're cooked there so i suppose my point here is you know you have that everybody everybody has the right to be free whether you're polka dotted you've got 10 tails five heads whatever the fuck everything on this planet everyone on this planet has the right to live the best life right we all do I mean, it's part of the Constitution here. It's like, you know, everybody has the right to happiness, right? And if you're traumatized, you are really alone. I mean, you are alone because that thing owns you. And you think some other ape is going to help you, you know, take it out of you. Well, first of all, no other ape can. You've got to go in there yourself. That's number one. But number two, what if you don't, if you if you, if you you know think oh I don't have any access I certainly tried everything it was I mean meditation actually helped but there are all sorts of religions and cults and weirdo things out there that say oh look at me look at me I have the answer if you just you know say this mantra and bang your drums I don't know but the thing is ultimately is the thing about the ayahuasca is that it empowers you to connect directly with this mystery that's all that's what i'm saying and it's a direct connection and you want to know how bad it is hook up with the ayahuasca she's going to tell you how bad it is and or he or whatever it is is it comes as a different thing to everybody um and but you're going to have to go in there and deal right and you're going to have to surrender 
and you're going to have to trust and you're going to have to trust something you don't understand and you know so I there's another ape and I have to pretend that I you know that person's going to take care of me and really see me and fix me and they're not they can't however many how many however much you're paying them an hour they can't you're going to keep going into that room day after day or week after week or whatever and you might know one thing but it's an intellectual it's it's fuzz it's it's the it's the bubbling of the water but you've got to dive in the water and they can't do that because no one can know who you are and if you've built mechanisms like i have which are supersonic which are so powerful that even now even the ayahuasca pulling this shit down you know is you know these are very powerful forces right and connect to the ayahuasca it's taken a lot you know it's taken a significant amount of time because these forces are forces are very very powerful they're the forces of survival right in absolutely horrific conditions so and early on when you're barely conscious so i suppose what i'm trying to say is that you whatever your situation in life wherever you are you know wherever you are with your trauma however bad it is if you're willing to surrender and find a passageway and a connection which the ayahuasca has done again you're going to fight it because all egos want to be here and you know their armor etc so the last thing they're going to do is certainly my nuclear sub was there's no way it was going to let a t- you know the tiniest drop of water in right i mean i was solid i was solid in who i was and my beliefs and it was all fucking armor for trauma right so the hope is is you can you can have a direct connection to this divinity you can heal through this connection and it you know it it, it comes whenever you sit down to uh, address it or open to it right with me it's with the Ikados daily with the, the songs, the vibrations of the songs. And because once you take the ayahuasca, it's in you. So it blossoms and grows and it doesn't go away. It's going to help you and guide you. By connecting every day, I get to heal more and more, right? And, you know, you kind of have to keep your body clean. In other words, you can't be whatever, you know, shooting up heroin every night or anything. But, um, yeah there is this this notion that somebody has a channel to divinity is it's just again another form of power taking of your power taking so i just you can drop all that shit it's like fuck all that whoever's wearing a funny robe or whatever um the shipibo who sing the songs that connect you to the ayahuasca is just connecting you to the ayahuasca it's not like they're telling you what's wrong with you the ayahuasca through the Shipibo are telling basically the songs they need to sing because the ayahuasca can see what the damage is, right? Now, these are very long, you know, these are very big leaps of faith if you live in the world of, you know, accounting and it has to be here and if it isn't here, I can't see, it doesn't exist. But, you know, a lot of shit's here that we can't see and we've agreed to it, like gravity, like electromagnetic forces, you know, like... neutrinos going through our system like black holes and dark energy all the stuff so it's funny that we can take a leap of faith for something 
that in the limited world of, of reality we can make a formula for in our in limited limitations of our brain but we have a you know and under a microscope i can't see the virus can you see the virus no you know the person's coughing up blood there's something wrong if i look under a microscope oh i see what it is typhoid right it's a virus um and it's the same thing right um can we suspend our limited version of life and i think if you're desperate enough if you really want to heal you're going to try anything right i mean if you really want to heal right if you don't that's a whole different thing but if you have an you know honest commitment to like you know i'm a celebrity get me out of here right kind of thing like just get me healed get me fixed i need to fix this right you don't have to read every book on the time forest monks or think about ending up in the forest you know or becoming a monk or it can actually be done i think meditation is very powerful because it stills the mind and that's a really great attack on trauma because trauma is like very busy inventing stories and ideas and keeping you very busy so you don't ever get to see what's who's really running the machine right um so meditation as a science is really brilliant because it all it does is it basically slows you down it slows the whole process of this energetic kind of olympic race it just it's like everything begins to slow down so you become more present to everything around you and then yeah ayahuasca is extraordinarily powerful because if you get to be still enough you know it doesn't you know and you get when i say still you get anchored enough you can sit long enough you know then you can sit through what she's going to show you if it isn't that pretty right um and what's interesting to me and here's a a parting thought along these lines is so who owns what all right so what's interesting to me is I was injured early on. I was sexually abused by a parent and then sent out to be sexually abused. Okay, there's an act, right? It's a huge injury. It's a terrifying thing. I blacked out. I agreed. I submitted and built this whole energetic body that you know, kept the secret from me. The fragmentation was huge. It kept all of this history hidden from me. And then I built this person who, um, you know, had to become the outcome of my conditioning, you know, had to have a certain life and success, all that stuff that I was told that I had to be, right? It was all conditioned. Uh, what's interesting to me is, first of all, I had no idea. <laughs> so it was completely shut out for me. So I had no idea the injury happened. I had no idea I'd built this energetic body. At some point along the way, I had this spirit in me that just laughed at everybody. It was just this real sarcastic, you know, like put people down kind of person, you know, that just laughed like this sort of, um, disparaging, sarcastic, mocking, you know, just really kind of, 
you know, higher than thou kind of thing, you know, looking down, right? I mean, it came out when I was doing ayahuasca and I had to apologize for refusing to the ayahuasca. I didn't even know I had it in my system. I had no idea. So we have these, it's amazing how we have these mechanisms that we've built that are hidden. And I would have had no access to them, you know. Um, it was only, and through the ayahuasca that I was able to traverse and to see these aspects, which I had no idea existed within me. I mean, like none. And and I had a person that had submitted and had, you know, disempowered itself and, you know, seen itself as the slave or the servant of, right? None of it's freedom, not all of it's built. But what's amazing to me is how we can have all these separate versions of ourselves without being completely schizophrenic, which I think, you know, schizophrenic is just that, you know, basically fragmentation that's got crazy. Um, it seems to me, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not a doctor. Um, and again, I don't profess to know anything. It's just my understanding through my own experience with ayahuasca. But to, I mean, I was actually held hostage in that time, in that past, which shut all of that past down. And I actually constructed literally my own border patrol to ensure that I wouldn't go into it, which is insane. And I had no idea I, I had that or I built that um, to make it work. And so I created a self, I literally had a whole continent that had all this darkness in it. I built, you know, this border patrol, the sentries, to ensure that I myself would not go into it. That is fucking crazy. And then built a person on the perimeter of it that was all kind of fuss and, you know, sugar and, you know, everything's fine and aren't I a nice person type of thing. Which was, again, part of the, you know, the, 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 um, the candy floss machine around, you know, evil, I mean, around the most horrific wound. It's like you smother something with candy floss, you put so much candy floss around it. Candy floss is very, it looks lovely and it smells good and it's sweet and sticky, but it's just all a distraction to hide uh, this massive injury. Now, I had no idea I'd built this. In the same way, and how would I ever have access to that? No way. If I didn't have direct connection to this, to, to, to this plant. I had a friend who had had an abortion when she was, um, I don't know how she was, 20. I know. But anyway, what's interesting, when she did the ayahuasca, in her brain, she had a whole person that had built, it was a girl, that the child was, that had that would had built her a whole nursery and had built her a house and there was this, basically, she'd built a person that was taking care of a child that had been aborted. I mean, this was a whole aspect to her psyche. I mean, like a part of the fragmentation and trauma of 
not being able to deal with that abortion. So why can't we all have access to all of us that's been built? Like, you know, why do I need to sit in a pew in a church and listen to someone talk about God? And I sit there like with 10 people inside of me that I've built, right? Or I've literally built this whole person that's got candy floss around this huge injury. I should be looking at my injury, right? Why am I listening to some guy talk to me about a God I don't understand? With paintings, I don't, doesn't mean any, or sculptures, or talk about sacredness as if I have no access to it. Whilst I'm sitting there as an injured, you know, traumatized entity, you know, that isn't going to help me, right? I need access. I need enormous amounts of divine love, which is directly coming from source, not from some funny guy in an outfit, miserably has pedophilic tendencies himself because he can't have access to any, you know, fun. Um, I'm listening to another ape. Like, what the fuck? You know, everybody should have the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, right? To their own... I should have access to how I was built, direct access. We should all have direct access. Um, And we do. And we do. We actually do have it. We're able, if we want to, to actually go in and, you know, tear down this, as the guy calls a crooked timber of humanity, right? Our weird and wonderful and crazy constructions and we all have them right if you're built here you're a crazy construction right um but i can't take down anything i can't see and i can't do anything if i'm on the outside staring at the world and demanding that someone out there on youtube tell me you know how i can fix myself you know by doing tendered breaths up and down i don't know i suppose that's it i i really feel that we can, we don't need a third party. And I mean another ape. I think, yes, they can be there for support, etc. But if you really want to do the work to really understand, you know, the, the, in, in the internal mechanisms of our beings, the internal mechanisms of how we work and how we've been made, it is a journey inward. It is opening the back of the Swiss watch and having access to the miracle of our being. And, I mean, it seems to me like if you go into that world, and again, each and every one of us has access if we want it. Um, And I certainly got it through the ayahuasca. Um, And I'm sure there are other plant medicines. I I mean, mean, I'm I'm just talking about ayahuasca because that's what I did, but I'm sure there's... Yeah, I mean, I'm sure the jungle has tons of other things. And no, you know, it was... Well, Chuma San Pedro, I mean, just the whole, the whole spectrum of different ways that are natural to, to, to do this. Even meditation itself is a huge um, medicine in this journey to disassemble who we are. I mean, I had built my own dungeon keeper and I had no idea. I had to build that dungeon keeper to keep this truth away for survival. 
But I had made my scared, I was scared of my own, you know, my own border patrol. I'd built the most powerful, you know, mercenary army to patrol the secret that I was keeping for him, which is abuse, the sexual abuse. And then I was scared of my own, you know, well-trained, you know, lookouts with their, you know, AK-47s, you know, it's like, I built it. I even saw it in a ceremony where I literally went to the, got into the bathroom and there all my kids had like these insane military garb and they were from zero to like 18, right? I built my own army <laughs> to ensure that this would never be seen, felt, understood. I had to knock that out so I could survive. I didn't know I'd built that. I had no idea. Now Schrodinger's going to say, oh, by the way, you're, you know, you've been trained by the greatest mercenary army in the world and you're, you know, surrounded by them. Right? We are these incredible visceral beings. You know, we're energetic. We're emotional. We're passionate. We have heart. We are, have these incredibly sensitive emotional systems, right? The spectrum of emotions, this nervous system that's always like monitoring what's going on. Am I going to live? Am I going to die? Etc. Etc. And within that, this incredible survival mechanism. Right. I mean, I was groomed to be sexually abused. I was sent out to be sexually abused. I had no idea. And neither it seems that most people in my family I'd made a contract with this person as a toddler, that call that a contract, but there's some kind of bond, right? I had no idea I'd built all this. I'd agreed to this guy, I'd submitted, I'd, you know, lionized him. I mean, he was a fucking predator. He was evil. But I, to survive, had made a pact with the devil, right? And then pretended that, you know, he wasn't really the devil, that he was, you know, this caring, loving... Again, I laugh because when I, he died, two things. First of all, his coffin shriveled up. Secondly, and I was like, this is embarrassing. The first thing I thought about was, shit, what am I going to say at the funeral? Because it's just going to be a major PR thing to cover him more up, right? Again, I had no idea. And after my Oscar-worthy rousing performance, which, you know got people clapping in a church in some little village in Spain. I mean, it was like, really, I was handing out an Oscar. I remember sitting in the back of that car with that hearse and coffin thinking, you know, in this inglorious day and people were in cars, it was hard, they were in their bikinis. It was like this sense of just like love and romance and just sex. And it was just like, it's the sun, it's life. Everybody's out, it's like fun. And all I kept thinking was, oh my God, he would have hated this because he hated joy, right? He was a sadomasochist. It had to be, you know. Now, none of this meant anything. I didn't register that, that this is like crazy, right, to think about this. Why am I not weeping for that, you know, wonderful father? And I was just like a wedding plan. I was like a funeral plan. I was like... This isn't working, that's working, make the speech, you know. Right? I had no idea. 
No idea I had made a pact with this darkness. No idea I had forfeited my own life. No idea I had trained a really good army to ensure that I would never let myself into this place. That's nuts, right? So all I'm saying is that we're very sophisticated bits of machinery. We don't, we can access that machinery. There's lots of different ways to do that with plants. And you actually can have a direct relationship with your God, your divinity, or whatever that, right? And if you can get that direct connection, why not? It's there, it's available. The world is pushing us, you know, to get another rape that you can pay to get you to you. No other rape can do that, it's just you can't. These things are like massive. But you can get into your own kingdom or into the construction of your being and tear down your own, you know, border patrol. <laughs> it's just like, shit, I made them, you know, I built this. Yeah, I built this in relationship to the predator. You know, so I would keep his barbarity secret. So we don't know who we are, like we don't know. You just, if you're having trauma, if you're having, you know, if you're acting out, you're on the periphery of this whole country. As I say, it's like living in a tent on the border of your own kingdom. You've been thrown out, you've thrown yourself out, you've just, whatever it is, you, whatever the trauma was, means you get evicted, right? And I had to, In order for, for, for him, for me to survive, I would have to, you know, put away the trauma of what happened. I mean, I would survive, that's it. My soul just buggered off. It was too big, I couldn't deal with it, right? So, in the end, what I'm saying is that you can actually do all this. You, you, you are the world, you are God, you are this whole thing. You can connect to the mystery and the whole, the light. You can connect to all of this and actually heal in the knowing of you, in the knowing of your being, in the knowing and the connection to this bigger thing. I don't know what you want to call it. To me, it's a mother. It doesn't matter what you want to call it. It's this incredible opening to another consciousness. And I think that's revolutionary. I think, you know, you can read all the Jung and all the philosophers and all the words you like, but unless you get that lock, you open that lock into your mystery, it's your mystery that you need to discover and to heal and to know. And to get into your mystery, you need to connect to the other mystery. <laughs> Not that complicated, it sounds like it. So you do. You don't have to be like another sheep and this huge masses like, you know, on the conveyor belt of somebody else's factory. You can actually heal yourself. Bye.